Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Scenes of Beauty platform that is here to empower you to embrace your most authentic self and celebrate your own version of beauty whatever that might be i'm chloe and i'm making it my mission to help people find and live their truest selves if you're enjoying listening to the podcast and taking things away from it hit the follow and subscribe button share with friends and on your socials i'm at the very beginning of the scenes of beauty journey and it helps more than you know to grow the platform Danny DeFreitas is a beauty influencer and content creator who shares fun and playful content across his socials about makeup and skincare. The more I've sat down and spoken with influencers on the podcast, the more intrigued I've become by their journeys and realised that there is a really valid reason for how they've ended up creating content about an industry they feel so passionately about. And Danny's really no different. He keeps his social channels really vibrant and engaging so he took this opportunity to share his wider story and show sides to himself that you might not see on his usual content and on his social channels. He tells us all about his journey from hairdressing to becoming a makeup artist and loving artistry and working backstage at Fashion Week and working on faces like Rihanna and Naomi Campbell to building his own online social platform and business. Danny is gorgeous, not only aesthetically, but within his soul too. He genuinely loves his audience and from this conversation you can tell how hard he's worked building up his platform. I'm not sure I've spoken to anybody on the podcast before who's as immersed into the world of beauty quite like Danny is. He talks about the power that beauty plays. We talk loads and loads about the realities of being a content creator and the challenges he constantly faces from being a boy in the beauty space. Here's his version of beauty. Before we get into the episode, a little reminder to the Scenes of Beauty listeners that we still have 20% off all of the Lunar Daily products on their website with code SCENES20. I've listed all of the details and the link to their website in the show notes. So head over and grab yours now. Hi, Danny. Welcome to Scenes of Beauty. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have <laughs> you here. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good, yeah, good. good. Excited. Um, yeah, I am excited to chat. So we've 
actually talked loads already mm -hmm. about what we want to cover and why we want to cover it. And I think it's going to be a really interesting chat. But first, do you want to introduce yourself and who you are? Yeah, for sure. So I'm Danny DeFreitas. I have basically been doing beauty content creation for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. I love video content. Yes. So I'm kind of on platforms such as Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So are you the only person in the world that's loving Instagram right now? Um, <laughs> I still have a love for Instagram, but they're not making it easy for <laughs> us. You know, they're really they not. Um, but I still do love it. It has a place in my heart. No, me too, I do. Um, but yeah, so you are a content creator. Yeah. Tell us a bit about, about your background. Where is your surname from? Where do you? Portuguese. Oh, okay. Yeah, both of my parents are Portuguese. Okay. They come from the Azores, which is like a small group of islands in okay. the Atlantic Ocean that not many people know about, but they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I was born in London, yeah. actually around here, yeah. in Shoreditch. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, I'm London born and bred. And yeah, I love it. London. I've always lived in London, actually. It is a really cool place. I think it's a place full of opportunity, which I love as well. It's amazing. Yeah. I just think I get asked this question a lot because I just moved out of London, actually. But um, the, just the atmosphere and the electric here is just fascinating. Yeah. And you can be, it, anyone can be anything they want to be. But I think here you can literally go out of your door and you can be anyone you want to be and it's yeah. accepted, anything you want to be. Yeah, we're um, so lucky we're blessed to have yeah. that. London is like a little bubble, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it is. So you grew up in London mm -hmm. and then you studied, did you study? Yeah, I did. I studied in East London mm -hmm. and then I did my sixth form and after, after I finished that, I, I, I was t like thinking about going to university but I really wanted to be a hairstylist. That was mm -hmm. just what I wanted to do. So I kind of like fell into that. And the first time I applied, I actually got rejected because I was a little bit older and they usually want you when you're like really young to mm -hmm. kind of like train you up and be an apprentice. So I kept on fighting and it, I was working in a chartered accountancy office in Barbican, Ooh. doing something that I wasn't really enjoying. And then I met someone who was opening their own Tony and Guy salon. And so I was in. Ah, and that was my gateway through. I was just so determined. I was like, I'm not going to give up on my dream. Yeah. I will get there. Yeah, yeah. And I got in. Yeah. So I started working um, for Tony and Guy and I kind of like worked my way through up the ranks. And it was hard. It was really, really intense, but I loved it. I would be the person like opening the shop, cashing up, cleaning everything, cleaning the coffee machine, like just doing all the tasks you could possibly imagine. Yeah. And gradually what happened was I started working my way up and ended up in a few different salons along the way and ended in one of the flagship salons in London mm -hmm. as one of the art directors. Yeah. And at that point I was doing, you know, shows for Westfields, different retailers. I was doing wigs for different shop windows. Like creating wigs. Yeah, styling yeah, styling wigs. wigs. Okay. Yeah, styling wigs. So we'd yeah. basically get a brief and they'd be like, you know, here's the store. This is what they're looking for. And I would basically style, box it up and send it. Okay. And it was across Westfield, across Selfridges, Harrods, different department stores. And I really, really enjoyed that. It was creative. It was something different. Mm -hmm. And I worked quite closely with Westfields at the time doing different videos, content, like what's on trend, like this just came off X Factor, can we recreate it? So I was doing loads of stuff like that. When was this? Was this when social media was mm, popping kind of just the, before? Mm, at the beginning, yeah, it wasn't okay. really popping that much, if yeah. I'm really honest. Like video okay. content was still not a huge thing, but it was more like marketing and like PR. Mm -hmm. And I really loved it. And then I ended up doing like a lot of hair shows with makeup teams. So I would be head of hair 
you know, coming up with concepts, coming up with looks, mm -hmm. then working with like makeup teams who then be super creative. And I was like, oh, wow, that looks really cool. Like, what's this makeup world? <laughs> and then, you know, we would work together and do shows for like different retailers. And it would just be like a, a full on catwalk fashion show. Yeah. And I just fell in love with this backstage buzz. Yes. And I remember I was working with the team at Bobby Brown and one, one of the looks was this purple lip. And I was just obsessed. I was like, wow, the application, the technique, the texture. Yeah. And there was a love growing in me for yeah. something more. Yeah. So I actually wanted to spread my wings and leave the salon environment, which was a huge, scary time for me. Mm -hmm. And at the time, there was a lot of changes happening in my personal life. So kind of just came up with a, like a breakup. Um, I... You know, I wanted to take this course to do makeup artistry. I didn't have the like the funds. I didn't have the money. Mm -hmm. So I took out a loan. Um, and that was scary because mm -hmm. I was like really comfortable. You know, I was kind of like managerial role in my Tony and Guy salon. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm a student Yeah. now and I'm yeah. in debt and I've just taken out a loan and I'm out of a relationship. And people around me at the time were were really negative and they were like no you're not gonna like it you're you're gonna hate the session world you're gonna hate the freelance world but that's friends or family this was or... co-workers okay. um yeah like just people close to me and I felt so sad that they were not being as supportive as I would imagine and yeah. I was scared I felt like this is this is a huge risk for me yeah so I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I just did it. And I took the course you, yeah. and I went to this academy in London and studied prosthetics, makeup, hairstyling, wigs, like all sorts. And after coming out of that, I was freelance. So I was just kind of like, oh, wow, I'm like thrown out into the big world. Like, mm -hmm. what am I doing? Like yeah. with this massive suitcase full of kit <laughs> and just doing my thing. You know, I was just doing my thing. So I actually ended up working at Mamma Mia! The Musical. Okay. Backstage doing yeah. hair and makeup, which was amazing. And I was there for around about like two years. And I was loving it. I was really, really loving it. I was only there part time. So I was still doing fashion week, photo shoots, men's fashion week. Yeah. A few clients here and there, bridal, all of this stuff. And that's when I really started to like grow as an artist, mm -hmm. as a freelancer, as a session makeup and hairstylist. And it just really was like word of mouth. Like it just mm -hmm. kept on growing and growing. And then I got an opportunity with Naomi Campbell to work on the face. Okay. And at the same time, an opportunity to work with Rihanna. Bloody and hell, I just okay. thought, what is even going on? Like, yeah. how has this landed? Yeah. The only downfall was that I would have to leave like Mamma Mia, I would have to leave that, which was a really cushy, like safe job. Mm -hmm. And again, I was in this position in my career where I was like, okay, do I take the risk? And I was just like, let me do it. You know, let me just go for it. So I did it. I mean, I love Riri. You okay. know, I was just like, I'm like, who the hell just said? Exactly. So I was like, okay, let me do this. So we worked on loads of shows with her in London when she was here. Yeah. And then I worked on The Face UK with Naomi Campbell and I was part of Team Naomi. And that was just an insane experience. I bet. And I feel like from there, it was just one thing after another. And I was then doing like celebrities, I was doing A-listers. I was doing like millionaire, billionaire clients. I was on like super yachts doing hair and makeup. I was yeah. in like penthouse suites. I was just doing the most insane things. Yeah. And I felt so blessed and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And whilst I was doing this, I was kind of sharing 
some bits online, you know, Instagram was still really new yeah. and it wasn't something that I was thinking to monetize. It was just something that I thought, let me share this, this moment, the behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like people should see behind the scenes because it was so cool. Yeah. So like there was one time there was like, I was working on Agent Provocateur, the show, and it was mm -hmm. all like really crazy like latex outfits and I had my phone out and I was just showing all my followers on my Instagram like back then I don't even know how many followers I had but like <laughs> I was just like hey guys I'm backstage Asian provocateur like um this is what we're doing this is the hair and makeup we're doing and the yeah. people the team were just like Danny who are you talking to <laughs> and I was like oh I'm talking to my followers like I'm talking to my audience on Instagram and they were like but why and so it was just no one really understood, mm -hmm. you know, and then I started like incorporating products and product placement and saying, you know, I love this moisturizer. It works really well on all my models or I love using this on my A-listers. Um, this is a great hair product for like curly hair when I'm doing like a celeb or like mm -hmm. this or love using this at Fashion Week. And with that product placement came more and more traction. And I feel like people loved watching me talk about what I loved. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where it started. Yeah. And it all started on Instagram. So that's why I still love it, you know? Yeah, I love Instagram, but yeah, Reels, it's it's pissing people off. I know, right? I know, I know. Trust me, I know the pain. It's like, oh, God, guys, please, please fix it, please. Yeah. But um, that's kind of what how I got how into it, it. And then I kind of just evolved and became less and less of a session hair and makeup artist and more of a content creator. Yeah. And loved doing it but I really just fell into it it was very organic it just yeah. happened and that's really nice and it's nice we'll unravel and unpick your story in a sec but it's funny how things happen isn't yeah. it that Instagram wasn't your objective no. your objective was yeah. makeup and, and getting yeah. there you know yeah it's, I would still be doing that it's mad what happens when you yeah. follow your dreams right and that sounds cliche and cheesy as fuck yeah. but it, it is so let's go back to Tony and Guy yeah. and hair yeah. and what was it about hair that you love so much? You know, I, I can't remember the phrasing that you used, but backstage at Fashion Week or wherever you yeah. were and you were with those makeup artists and, and it felt electric. Like, what was that? What what was that feeling? That feeling was just excitement. It was pressure. I think I work quite well under pressure. Yeah. And I just loved having a team around me. You know, sometimes yeah. I would have a nails team, a makeup team, a hair team all under me. And I would yeah. hire then photographer, photographers, videographers, yeah. an assistant, someone who would like a checkboard to make sure everything's being done. And I would sometimes be doing two shows at the same time. Yeah. So I would spend two hours at one, get a taxi quickly, leave a head of hair, head of makeup there to do their thing. So it was like quite a crazy time. It was really intense. You know, it was really, really intense. It was so much pressure, but I loved it. Yeah. And I felt like you always had to come up with a fresh idea. You always had to come up with something new. Yeah. You were able to be creative and work alongside other creatives. Yeah. So I just loved it. I just loved it. I just felt like at that point with, with Tony and Guy, there was nothing else I could do apart from be a salon owner. And I just yeah. didn't want to manage people. Yeah. I didn't want to take away from the creative aspect. Yeah. you know yeah um and is that the same with makeup like what was it about makeup that really like set you on fire mm, I think it was the artistry it was yeah. the like the painting I used to love art at school 
and I feel like I was, I'm not a numbers kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not good at maths. I mean, when you did, <laughs> when you said that you were to that chartered accountant and this, then you started talking about hair, I was like, this is where it belongs. It was a struggle, <laughs> honey. It was a struggle. I was like, oh my God, I'm so outside of my comfort zone like doing this kind of thing. But the workload was kind of easy there, you know, like yeah. it wasn't too crazy. And I, it was just not me. Like wearing a suit, wearing a tie, like wearing a shirt. I was just like, no, 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 this is way too cool for me. Like <laughs> here I, I am now. In a vest top, in like some like, you know, like PVC, <laughs> shirt, like, like that, this is more me. So yeah. I just, yeah, that wasn't for me. Shapes and colors and textures is what I love. Mm-hmm. That's how I see the world. So is it how you express? It it is part of how I express. Yeah. I'm always looking for ways to express myself. I think I'm such an expressive person that I love expressing myself through hair, makeup, fashion, um, music, like like dancing. Like I don't know, like I just like I love performing arts. I love theater. I love just the arts really. Yeah. But um yeah, makeup was just something that touched me because I think like hair as well people would come in and not feel so good about themselves. And as a hairstylist, you're their therapist. You would not only do their hair, but you would listen to them. They'll tell you the deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, like yeah. the things people used to tell me, I'm like, wow. This is so interesting. Like, yeah. So I published an episode a few weeks ago and it was with the brand director of Face Gym. Yeah. Love and Face Gym. Yes. Obsessed. Oh, me too. Right? Wearing it right now. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So she was telling me as a customer of a hairdresser or a facialist or a beautician or whatever, she was telling me like how euphoric it felt to tell her stylist those stories. So tell us about it from your perspective (laughs) as that stylist. Oh, we can have a two-way conversation. Oh my God, we could be here for days. (laughs) The stories are endless. Um, Yeah, it was funny. I was always someone who was very like, you know, respectful. But, you know, you would really see people every like six to eight weeks. Yeah. So I'd see someone come in and they'd be like, oh my God, I'm going on this date tonight. Yeah. So I want to look good. Like I want a haircut. I want a blow dry. I'm like, okay, girl, don't worry, I got you. So then I would be like, you know, making them look, but also feel amazing. And that's something that's big for me. I want you to, with makeup and hair, I will make you look good. I trust my artistry. I will make you look good, but I'll also make you feel amazing and that's powerful you know to make someone feel something is powerful and that person will then go off six to eight weeks later they come back and they're like yeah we're kind of dating you now yeah and then after a period of time we're we're engaged yes we're moving in together we're married danny would you like to come to the wedding i'm like (laughs) okay do you want to do the hair and makeup for the wedding i'm like okay yeah then you know, she's pregnant. Like you would see people through so many like timestamps yeah. of their lifetime yeah. that it was really personal and really amazing to be, yeah. to have this professional relationship with someone. And I loved it. I just loved it. And I think that's a part of beauty that the whole part of, se- the whole reason of scenes of beauty is that there's beauty so much deeper than, yeah. than it's so much deeper than skin deep, right? Yeah. And it's with us throughout our whole life. Yeah, I don't even think we think about it. Mm-hmm. So these conversations to me are just fascinating yeah. because it's like, it's so beautiful that like how you've just put it is, it is, you are there throughout someone's entire yeah. life, right? And and the the way that beauty has the power to make someone feel completely different yeah. is wild. And I just love it. I think it's so, so interesting. So to hear it from your perspective, 
and telling that story is, you know, the reason for why, and we'll go on to talking about content creation mm -hmm. and, and being, you know, your life as a content creator in a yeah. sec is there's a lot more to it that you entered beauty for a lot bigger of more of a reason yeah. than to just it was a deeper meaning yeah, yeah. i want to help people i yeah. want to make people feel good yeah and working in an office environment i can't do that yeah, yeah but yeah. being a hairstylist or being a makeup artist or even as a content creator now i can touch so many people yeah. and i'm so blessed that i have an amazing like following and i love my audience i call them besties because <laughs> i want this close yeah. connection with people i crave that i want to touch people i want i want to hear their stories i want to make people feel good yeah and you know it's kind of like you look at the products whether it's hair or beauty or makeup products they're just products yeah but when you apply the products they can be transformational yeah they can make you feel different yeah. you know like if we wear makeup or even if you just wear skin like skincare or if you just want to wear a tint whatever you want to do you applying that as a sensory experience that makes you feel a certain way. It can mm -hmm. boost your confidence. And that's what it's about. It doesn't yeah. matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what, how you're doing it. It's just like, how do you feel? Like, do you yeah, feel yeah. good? Like, do you feel good wearing that body oil? Do you feel good wearing that fragrance? Yeah, like, yeah. that's the power of the experience, not so much the product itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that whole concept of making people feel good is that i guess in always in the back of your mind when yeah. you're creating content yeah i like my content to be really fun it is really fun. <laughs> animated a bit silly and educational it's like beauty's deep right but it's yeah. it is fun like and it it's like... experiential and it's like it's, <laughs> it is it's just a, like getting ready with the like with your girls or like before a night out or going yeah. for drinks like it's fun and it's yeah. it's there to be played with you know yeah yeah, I like to keep my content really fun. I want my content to always be a bit of a, an escapism and I want it to either be fun, animated, playful or educational. So yeah. sometimes I'll do like talking videos where I'm trying to give tips or hacks. Other times it's just something a bit silly, funny to watch. And I've always loved short form video, even before like TikTok was around. Yeah. So even when, you know, that I'm not sure if you remember, like Instagram used to do like a one minute square video. Do you yes. remember that? Yes, they do. So that's kind of when I was starting, you know, yeah. we had like all these transitions, these effects, and it was kind of, it was a long, like it was, a minute was a long time, yeah. you know, it was like, oh, this is a dragon. Now it's all about like quick, snappy, like seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like videos really now shouldn't be longer than 30 seconds, mm -hmm. you know, because that's what people want snappy. Now with TikTok, people just want it really quick. Like what's the information? Boom. Yeah. So it's like really broken down. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's really important as a creator to always evolve. Like I evolve with the apps, with the platforms. I can't just do what I want to do yeah. because you could be left behind. And so you do have to evolve with the times, with the trends, what's hot right now, what music's yeah. trending, yeah. which is which is kind of cool. And again, that is an added pressure. Yeah. And I like pressure. So yeah. yeah. And it's a way to always evolve, right? And keep keep things you have to. growing and, and learning you really have to i feel like yeah. sometimes when you're just doing the same thing you're you're gonna get left behind i know that sounds so harsh but sometimes i do look back at my older videos and i'm like oh <laughs> like why was the lighting like this like yeah. why did i do this like why is it yeah. so slow like why what am i even doing like why yeah. am i posing so much like just get on with it so you do look back. I think it's important to look back and see how far you've come as well. Yeah. Let's talk about, I want to talk about your life as a content creator, but I also, before, let's set the scene because you, you 
went quite quickly when you were telling us your story from turning a guy mm. to makeup backstage to painting Rihanna's face. And I know that it hasn't happened as easy as no. that. And I think the misconception of being a content creator, influencer, whatever you want to call it, someone online with a big following, is that their life is really bloody easy and they've just stepped onto a platform one day, started recording videos, and then all of a sudden they're getting paid big bucks, right? And it doesn't work like that. So let's talk about how you went from A to B. Yeah, it really was. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was working seven days a week. Yeah. I did not have a life. Yeah, I yeah. really wanted this. And if you ask any of my friends, I'm someone who just likes to stay in my own lane and do my thing, but I believe hard work pays off. Yeah, You can be extremely talented, but if you don't work hard, you won't get from A to B. And I don't come from, you know, like, like a wealthy background, you know, like, you know, I come from pretty much very little, if I'm really honest with you. Yeah. And so I really wanted to do this for myself. I wanted to better my life. We're gonna get deep now. We're gonna get deep now. No, <laughs> no I, I just, I really wanted to make it. Like I really wanted to work hard and I was so passionate. Like, so I worked all the time. Mm -hmm. It would be any day of the week. As soon as the job came in, I was like, yes. I was working part-time at MAC Cosmetics because you got discount with Estee Lauder. I was like, I need more products. I need a bigger yeah. kit. Um, between that, I was doing clients. Between, I would do any job. If I was free, I'm there. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't free, I would try to make it. I'd be like, okay, yeah. this is what I can do for you. So I was always, the work ethic was intense and it was strong. And now I look back and I think, oh my God, how did I do this? Like the yeah. energy, like I wouldn't, I would be walking around London with a suitcase with a sandwich in one hand and a massive suitcase in the other and just going like from client to client. Yeah. And I was just like, what am I doing? I'm crazy. Yeah. But I really felt like I have to do it. Yeah. And it was a lot. I think a lot of people think, oh wow, like you've worked with celebrities. How did you get there? If I'm really honest, it's all word of mouth. It's about being in the right places at the right time with the right people, the right connections. And then, you know, people, if you're good at what you do, people will be like, they would recommend you. Yeah, yeah. And with these people it's like it's all about recommendation it's all about word of mouth so it took a long time to get to that point it took years yeah, <laughs> of just yeah. hard work yeah. and working all the time yeah. um and now being a content creator like it's still quite intense like you just don't see what goes on behind the scenes yeah there's like days where you just wake up and you just film back to back to back yeah. and then you you realize you're, oh my god i haven't posted anything in my stories yeah so people probably think i'm just in bed or like at home or chilling or it never stops it just it? never You've stops got to be on there yeah yeah and then you have to write out like ideas like what do you want to film yeah. what's trending you've got to do research like what's trending what's hot um then you also have to like you know come up with concepts and looks and like i'm really really lucky i have a team now which no one really knows about like yeah. no one sees that they just see me in front of the camera but Ooh, who's in your team then who's my team yeah. oh, i love my team so i've got a, f a few mix of different people yeah um so i've got like a personal assistant who will help me with like just every day-to-day -day stuff whether it be like planning outfits for press trips planning outfits for concept shoots pr um just anything like just anything that comes in or anything that I'm working on that person's day if I'm doing a masterclass which I love doing by the way mm -hmm. I love traveling the world and doing masterclasses and I think since COVID like I haven't really been able to do that so I'm hoping that will like come back soon mm -hmm. when it's safe um but yeah like 
having my assistant there helping me with these amazing projects and traveling with me is just an amazing just like just having like a se- like a second pair of hands mm-hmm. um and then i also have like an editor as well who like helps me with content co- content creation and just like putting things together which is amazing um and yeah and then obviously like having different people also like like management stylists like they're just different people you know like mm-hmm. around you that can really help and sometimes there might be a project where you need someone like recently yeah. i've just been working with a photographer who is just amazing i love her she's so talented i love what we produce together mm-hmm. and that's another way of me being creative yeah and saying instagram i know you don't like photo content anymore <laughs> but i'm still gonna do it yeah, because yeah. it just gives it something else and if yeah. it's just me using my iphone taking photos that's fine mm-hmm. but having a professional photographer for me sets the bar yeah, yeah, yeah and it's just amazing to again just work with someone else because yeah. it can be really lonely being a content creator can be really lonely you're just by yourself all the time and i think that's another side of it that people don't realize i think creative energy and i'm really glad that you've kind of shared that and shared light on it because i think again going back to the misconception of content creators i think a lot of people don't take it seriously and i think people don't see it as a business you you know we've had previous conversations prior to recording you take this very seriously and this is a business it's 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 your career right it's not i think there's such a loads of bullshit out there that people are just literally posting videos and it's not a thing Mm -hmm. um and i'm really glad that you've come on and and shared that i'm really open it's deep it's It's, yeah it's but there is more depth to it than just yeah being creative and flouncing around with like nice clothes on you know it's not there's a lot more to it right yeah and you'll see content creators out there and you don't know that there's management behind them there's advisors there's accounts teams there's legal teams there's all sorts of people that will help them and i think once you start you know getting a bit bigger then you want to diversify you want to expand you you need to delegate and having a team helps you produce more content and recently I felt like I spent so much time on the business side. And this is kind of where I've been looking towards management um, because I spend so much time on the business side, it takes away from that creative juice. Yeah. You know, if I'm spending like hours doing the boring spreadsheets, the payrolls, the VATs, the, all of that fun stuff, <laughs> you know, we all love, which is important, you have to yeah. do. But if you spend all that time when you finish doing that, the last thing you want to do is then film a content piece and yeah, film a yeah. video and be like, yeah, let's do makeup because your yeah. brain is just like yeah. in a different place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by delegating, and this is why I'm like, okay, I'm content first. This is what I've been telling myself. Yeah. I'm, content is key. Content is number one. Yeah. And TikTok has really changed the game for me because yeah. I love it. I'm yeah. verified on that platform. We're growing. We're building a community. Yeah. And I love my, I love TikTok, like, so much. I'm having so much fun. And that's something that I want to talk about a little bit more with you as well. Like, fun and how makeup and beauty should be fun. Because I think sometimes people do just fall into the seriousness of it too much. Okay. Um, But, yeah, like, you really don't see that when you just see that content creator on screen. And the thing is, we have to make it look easy. Yeah. So, like, And you do as well. I watch your videos and I'm like, how is he doing this? I'm spending a day making a 30-second reel. I'm stressed. (laughs) I am late. I have literally, like, 
five minutes to do this content piece and I'm like, oh my God, I need to film this. Get ready with me. I want to do this, especially if you're on a press trip or something, the pressure is on. And then you're just like, okay, you just got to do it. And you just yeah. have to pull it out the bag and you need to calm. You're calm, yeah. you're cool, you're relaxed. Yeah, this is what I do. <laughs> and you make it look so easy. And it's kind of like a double-edged sword because part of me wants to show the struggle of it. But also I want to produce the best content. Yeah. And it's kind of like you want to make it look effortless. And this is kind of the frustration. Like, I hope people realize that if creators are posting really like high frequency, if they're posting daily on multiple platforms, guys, please like, yeah. comment, share, like save, like do everything you can to interact yeah. with that content creator because they're giving you that content and they're hungry for it and they're really working hard. It's yeah. really not easy to be posting multiple times a day. Sometimes on TikTok, I post three times a day. Yeah, It's a lot. It's really a lot. Yeah. And so like if I'm doing something during the day, I'll be like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for a workout. I need to film that. That's going to be a TikTok. Then I'm going to do like a skincare routine in the morning. I'm going to film that. Then I'm going to go and do my makeup for an event. I'm going to film that. Then at the event, I'm going to film the event. And then when I get home, I'm going to film taking off the makeup. Yeah. So I'm filming like five videos yeah. on that day during my life. Yeah. And to kind of like integrate them organically. Yeah. So it will make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Otherwise... It's a lot. Yeah. And it's a lot of pressure, right? It's pressure. It's pressure. But I, I do love it. I yeah. do. I love what I do. I feel so blessed that I genuinely love what I do. Yeah. I do. It is hard work. It's not for everyone. No. I think that's what people forget. People, every, I think a lot of people think, oh, anyone can do this. But, like, it's not for everyone. And, yeah. Like, you just have to be yourself. Yeah. And sometimes that can be scary. Yeah. And there is hate that comes with it yeah and there is other things that kind of build you up and like you have to have thick skin yeah, yeah you yeah. have to be really confident of yourself yeah but i think content creating and influencers are a different form of advertising right yeah. and so rather than being told what a brand wants to wants us to know on a yeah. tv ad or whatever on a social ad it's we can pick our favorite people who we like and who we connect with yeah. and who we relate to and who we trust and who we find interesting and you can tell us instead. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I think what you have to always remember is that your audience trusts you. Yeah. And you have to have integrity and you yeah. have to be very selective. Yeah. So I do turn down a lot of work, paid work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of, you could easily just think, oh yeah, like there's money there. I should just do it and say yes to everything. But I'm really selective about what brands I work with. And have you always been really selective? Or in the in early days, which early like... days I didn't really know because like I didn't really know. I was just like, oh okay, like oh mm -hmm. you want to do this, and I was much smaller back then, and I didn't yeah. really know much. And then you start realizing, you know, that you have a responsibility and you mm -hmm. have the trust of like an audience. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So I think that comes with time. You know, that does come with time. And now I am very selective and I love working with like the most amazing brands. Mm -hmm. Like I don't care if they're drugstore or like luxury. I love yeah. just working with brands that I genuinely love and use. Yeah. I organically use. Yeah. So if it's like a cleansing balm that I'm obsessed with from a certain brand and then afterwards they approach me, they're like, we want to do a paid partnership with you talking about the cleansing balm. I'm like, well, this is just normal. Like I use yeah, this every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is great. This yeah, makes yeah. sense to me. And it yeah. will also make sense to my audience because they already know I love it. Yeah. And if I can get them like a discount on it, save them some bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like go into more depth about why I like it, then that's yeah. cool. That's that's a to me that's a perfect collaboration. Yeah. But I do post my frequency is really high. So I post a lot of organic content. Probably like ninety percent of what I post is organic. Mm -hmm. So I like that. You know, I'm not, I don't just post when it's an ad. Yeah. Um, I think that's important to give, give people like really good content. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be paid. What is the purpose of organic content? Is that to build your profile, your community, yeah. to open a window into who you yeah. are? That's yeah. when you can do what you want to do. You know, yeah. that's when you can really create the content that resonates with you and what you want to do. So whether it be a series, whether it be like skincare hacks or tips or tricks, like whatever it is. That's when you can just give your audience what they really want. Mm -hmm. you know, I just ask them, like, what are you guys looking for? And they're like, yeah. oh, brow tutorial. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me film yeah. that. So I film yeah. that, give it to them. I'm not going to wait for, like, an ad for a brow product to yeah, then yeah, give yeah. them what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like being really responsibly quick. Yeah. Um, which is challenging sometimes, but you've got to be on it. Yeah. No, I love that. I think it's fun. Talking about fun. Yeah. So you take over because you wanted to talk about... The fun element and the yeah. excitement and the buzz of makeup. Yeah, I think like, okay, so obviously what happens is you start off, a lot of people kind of start content creation as like a hobby or like a side job. And then you start seeing, or like people just want to make money out of it. And you can kind of tell those people, right? Yeah. They're kind of like, oh, they just want to make money. They don't really care about the followers. Yeah. Um, for me, I just, I think it's really important that as an artist, because I still feel like I am a I'm, I'm still an artist like I still love the arts I still love makeup and artistry and stuff like I still want to have fun yeah. and there was a point where I was just churning out so much content and I was like whoa like am I just working myself down to the ground or like am I enjoying it and I think people can tell especially on video content people can yeah. really tell like if there's any like bs going on you know like they can just sniff you out so <laughs> I I think it's really important. A, a really good piece of advice is whatever you're doing, whatever content creation you're doing, whether it be skits or like fitness or fashion, have fun. Yeah. Remember that it should be fun. Yeah. And if you're having a good time, people are drawn to that. You know, people are just it's drawn to that. It's an electric energy, right? Yeah, that person seems fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's why I always say I always want my content to be fun. Yeah. Um, and just have fun with it. Like, even if it's not perfect. Yeah. I make mistakes sometimes. I'm doing my makeup and it all just goes wrong. And I'm like, oh my God, guys, what's going <laughs> on? Or I try products and I'm doing a review and it's just not working for me. But at least I tried it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. going to be honest. Yeah. And I think people, the word authenticity is thrown around so much right yeah. now in our industry. Like, we all know, like, people love using that word. But 
it kind of resonates with that. Like just kind of be who you are and just show your imperfections and just show who you really are. And that takes time. Because when I started, I would I would cut all those bits out. Like, oh, I dropped a product, cut mm -hmm. that out. Oh my God, it went wrong, cut that out. And just give the perfect execution of a content piece of yeah. a video. Whereas now I'm like, nah, that's yeah. staying in. <laughs> and I love that. And I think that, I think that element of perfection comes yeah. from uh, beauty 10 years ago where yeah. everything was perfect. Oh Five years God, yeah. ago and still now, yeah. everything is perfect yeah. and the skin's perfect and they can put makeup on like that but i'm not even going to try because yeah. i can't ever even get to anywhere like that so yeah. you know what i'm just not going to bother exactly. and it's so nice to see someone like you who can yeah. apply makeup but also you fuck up every now and again yeah. it's absolutely fine you and know we all have texture we yes. all have pores yes. we all might have like lines or creasing or like hooded eyes and like you know those are just things that we all have but like i can give you tips and tricks like how to yeah. make your eyes look bigger how to make your lashes look bigger if they're like shorter yeah. like how to create an illusion with makeup you know yeah, which yeah, is yeah. fun and don't be shy i think now i really love that the whole like beauty standards and that could be a whole different podcast that we could talk oh about beauty God. standards like for, yeah. for like forever yeah. but like it's really shifted oh and yeah, massively. this is great and i think this is really important and even with the beauty standards, I feel like being a man in beauty, like a boy in beauty stands for something itself. Like you, you're kind of like shifting the beauty standards, you know, you're kind mm -hmm. of disrupting it slightly. Like, yeah. oh, a man in makeup, like what's going on? So that's another thing that I hold really like close to my heart and I think it's really important to me. Yeah. And so let's go a bit deeper on that. And I guess let's start from the beginning of that journey because I guess that has been a bit of a separate journey to... Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about it in a separate yeah. way because I think it's a bigger thing. It is, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's start from the beginning okay. and really love if you're comfortable to talk about it, about yeah. challenges you've faced yeah. or your perception of being a guy yeah, in yeah, the yeah. industry. Yeah, there's actually a story. I actually did film a YouTube video on this and the whole reason why I kind of got into makeup. And the reason why is because I had a skin disorder. I had impetigo. Okay. Um, which I was never really comfortable talking about. It wasn't really nice. I kind of locked myself in my house for like weeks on end and I didn't want to okay. leave the house because it was really severe. It was really bad. I had two rounds of like antibiotics because okay. it was just really aggressive. And it was it on your face? It was on my face, yeah. yeah. And like just wind would hurt. Like yeah. it was so sore. It was all like yeah. blistering up. So I kind of... How old were you, were you just to kind of set the scene? Oh, I was in my teenage years and... Okay. Yeah, at that time, you know, you're kind of like a bit insecure and like, you know, yeah. like it's just just not the vibe, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, no one really yeah. wants that. And it's a big thing at that. I big mean, it's a big thing. thing anyway, but it's a big thing at that age. right? Yeah. And after that, I was kind of left with, you know, marks and scarring and stuff. And I gravitated towards makeup to kind of help make me feel confident to help yeah. conceal those scars and marks and stuff. And that's why I'm really big on treatments. I think a lot, I do a lot of videos on treatments. Whenever I'm getting a treatment done, I'm like, right, I'm gonna I film this guys. Yeah. I'm gonna awesome. show you exactly the needles, the blood, the lasers, the <laughs> LED lights. I'm gonna show the full treatment because yeah. I want people to see what's involved. I want them to see the, the, like, the, the process, right, of that treatment. And I had bad skin, like I did have bad skin. And people now just think, oh yeah, you're 
you've, you've got great skin. Like you're yeah. great. You've always had great skin. Like, oh, you're fine. But it wasn't like that. It was, it came from maybe like insecurity that I really wanted makeup to help me with that. Yeah. That made me really interested in makeup. And then leading to that, which makeup only covers, you know, it doesn't actually treat or heal yeah. or repair the skin. Then I kind of turned to skincare. What can skincare do for me? Yeah. And then you start going into the treatments. What can the lasers, the pills, yeah. the derma pens do for me? And it was really a process of getting my skin to a place where I really wanted to be, feeling okay. more confident about it. Yeah. And now I do feel really confident. I would never leave the house with, with, like, without makeup. Like back yeah. in the day, I just wouldn't because I'm like, oh no, I'm really insecure. Yeah. But now I just, yeah, I'm really confident. Like I will leave the house with skincare i'll do your skincare and then i'm like yeah i'm good because yeah. you have to love the skin you're in oh 100 percent. you know like that's really big yeah and it's a really nice place to be where you just feel comfortable mm. being you i really love it when people can when they have a hundred different sides where they can you know leave in a tracksuit with hair up and, and yeah. no makeup or they can come out in full glam with their ppc trousers yeah you know like <laughs> it's but it's nice to be a yeah. hundred percent like have a hundred different dimensions because we are like we are we are i think we were so or i've definitely been in this mindset of i have to be like this and i have to look a certain way and i have to do this and i have to do that and then you completely lose who you are and you yeah. become a fucking robot like yeah. you become a cardboard box yeah it's impossible to be that one person all the time yeah i, I live in tracksuits yeah yeah yeah. i love a tracksuit yeah i mean it's been really hard to be wearing tracksuits recently, yeah. so i've just been living in my underwear <laughs> like literally like the shortest of the shorts yeah. and the underwear but like nine yeah most of the time i'm in a tracksuit yeah i'm just living in a tracksuit and then i only get dressed up for when i'm like in front of camera yeah or like if i'm doing something like this or if i'm doing a photo shoot yeah but a lot of the time i will even like do content in my tracksuit yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's just who i am it's important to show those sides yeah and it's nice yeah, it's real can we actually just talk about treatments yeah because i guess there'll be people listening to to this who are like I'm having issues with my skin and I don't know what to do with it. I talk loads on my channel about keeping it simple. You mm. might have a completely different, that just works for me. You might have a completely different um, take on it. But what is your advice for someone who is, because I think I asked this question if anyone does bring up skin, because I think it's so different for everyone. Yeah. Um, but what is your advice for someone if they are struggling with their skin? You know what? There's so much more in today's world. Yeah. There's so much accessibility. There's yeah. so much information. There's so yeah. many treatments which are affordable yeah. and simple. I, I actually really like what, what you say about keeping it simple because I think yeah. that's quite important. And trust yeah. me, I have tried so many treatments. Me too. This is why I need I've to tried it so many things. And sometimes you're a bit like, oh, was that even worth it? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I would do that again. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if I'm vibing that. Like, I kind of want to see a difference. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're walking out and you don't see a difference, then yeah. what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the things I will say is that, like, back in the day, it used to be only, like, celebs or people who had disposable income that would be able to afford, like, dermatologists and then get, like, you know, medical-grade skincare and treatments mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Those days are gone. Yeah. Like those days are now over. We don't, we, like we, we, that's not how it is. So like everyone has the accessibility. Mm -hmm. um, I would always say like going for a facial is a nice, calm, relaxing sensory experience. Mm -hmm. It ain't gonna do much to your skin. Yeah. If you want to see difference, then you've got to go to more of a clinic. Go to a clinic. It's gonna be like, I love Dermapen. Dermapen has transformed my skin. What is Dermapen? Oh. 
It's kind of like the vampire facial. Okay. Remember when Kim Kardashian had that? Yeah. It was like all bloody on her face. Okay. It's kind of like where they put like loads of needles in your skin okay. and then it's like it creates trauma. So then your skin goes into like repair mode and starts like repairing the skin yeah. and creates naturally new skin. So there's yeah. no intervention really apart from the trauma that's kind of caused. Yeah. But that resurfaces your skin. Okay. Um, and in terms of skincare, I would say like liquid exfoliators or uh, like acids mm-hmm. are amazing. They, mm-hmm. they, I know it sounds intense, but they could be gentle. Yeah. They could be daily acids that you use. Yeah. So um, anything from your like, you know, your retinols or your mandelic acids, niacinamides, all of these things. Like, mm-hmm. I am a skincare geek, like I love it. I love and there's so much now, you know, that you can really do to transform the texture of your skin, mm-hmm. gently, naturally. Um, but if you want something a bit more, you know, intense, then go to a clinic who can maybe do like your hydrofacials, your dermapens, yeah. have that in rotation. Yeah. And then you'll really see like a good dramatic difference with skin. Yeah. And one thing I'll just caveat, like always ask. There are serv- like Inky, I used to work for the Inky Lace. Mm. They have a service where you can just ask 24 hours a day. You can Amazing. ask a question. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, you don't have to buy anything and they'll yeah. give you advice. And there's, there must be loads of those services out yeah. there with dermatologist clinics and stuff. Yeah. And loads of dermatologists have got like YouTube channels. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah. oh, this is what I really love. And like, yeah. just hit YouTube. Like YouTube, yeah. there's so much information out there, which yeah. wasn't accessible before. So now there's like tons of stuff that you can just listen to and try to like listen to people who've got maybe similar skin to you yeah. you know if you're maybe going through an acne journey yeah. then follow someone who's got an acne journey and they're going through that if you're like me someone who suffered from impetigo maybe you might learn something from me i know that that video did really well and i got loads of questions from it yeah um and i recently did a video which went kind of viral on tiktok actually which is so embarrassing but like I had like a cold sore, which I've never had before. So I was yeah. like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to try these patches. And I just did it. It blew up. Yeah. And everyone was just in the comments, like giving advice. Yeah. Like, Danny, you need to try this. You need to try that. And then other people were like, oh my God, this is so helpful because I always get cold sores and now I know what to use. Yeah. And I was like, wow, there's a conversation happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that video got like so many views and I was just like, how have so many people seen me with a cold sore? Like, I was not, I was not like, expecting that. Like, when I'm looking all cute, the views ain't there. <laughs> but then, like, you know. Because we're craving real shit. Yeah, we are. Want and I, I was very vulnerable and I was feeling really run down. I think that's why I got it because I was really overworked during that period of time. And, like, yeah, people loved it. Yeah. So... I'm really happy that that video helped a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, like, you know, like it really did. And that's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I love TikTok, I think. Yeah. It's more real. Yeah. We massively, massively digressed because we were talking about being a guy in the beauty space. Yeah. You were telling <laughs> us about your skin, so let's get back to it. Because we I can think, talk for days. Oh my God. Um, okay, <laughs> being a boy in beauty. Yeah, I think it's definitely something that, you know, I feel like in the industry, sometimes brands try to tick a box they they really want to like diversity is such a big thing and people are always like okay so we want you know this type of person we then want to like have different races or different skin tones or different genders and i i just want i want i really want brands to think about are you doing it because it really resonates with you and are you going to be consistent with that or are you just going to tick that box for that one campaign and then leave it be. 
And there are some. And that box is there. That, we need a boy. Yeah, just one boy. There you go. That box is ticked now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. are you going to be consistent with that? And there are only like a handful of brands. And I hope that we're going to get better at this because we were get, we were doing really good at this like pre-COVID. And then after COVID, I feel like people kind of took a step back. Mm-hmm. But like, it's important that you stick by it. You know, you always have that boy. And I want to see that diversity. I want to see that shade range. Mm-hmm. diversity and inclusivity i want to see different people shapes sizes messages like coming into the campaigns and i think that's really important to me yeah um some brands this this might shock you some brands will only work with me during pride month oh and you ju- and that that just comes in and then they, they do, and i'm just thinking okay so like what about the rest of the year yeah. Am I no good for you? Like, is yeah. it is it is it resonating? Is it part of your key messages as a brand? And that's where you question things. Or when a brand will send you a, a new product launch and there's a press release and it says, this is for your like girl on the go. This is for yeah. the like the girl next door who wants this. And I'm thinking, oh, well, well, I'm not I'm not a girl. So like yeah, it's got my you, name. At the yeah. Time, but like, like, so you sent this out, you sent the press release out, but you haven't thought about it whoever's written it out hasn't thought about it hasn't made it inclusive Mm -hmm. so there is that thing you know and sometimes it's still very shocking for people to see a man wearing makeup or doing makeup and it's just like guys it's been around since like egyptian times yeah Yeah. (laughs) like what's going on um and so there is that shock factor so you do naturally even if you're just someone who wears natural makeup you 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 kind of are on this pedestal of like you you have this message where you have to stand for like okay i'm a, like makeup is genderless yeah. makeup is for everyone of course it is. you know and most men on tv are wearing makeup most yeah. actors are wearing makeup like yeah. like come on like you think they're not wearing makeup they're like 4k cameras being filmed yeah yeah they're wearing something yeah um so there is that still message and i think that is still ongoing i I still don't feel like we're there i think we're working towards it but we still need to keep going and i want to see that diversity and inclusivity there you know i want it to just feel natural yeah yeah i i i I can't obviously resonate with what you're saying but i can understand it Mm. from a a certain perspective you know and i think was there a switch from going from hair to makeup in the sense of being a guy because i think Male hairdressers. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to phrase this in yeah, a way. It's quite a male-dominated industry, hairdressing. Yeah, yeah. But male hairdressers have been around for years and years and years and years yeah. and years. Makeup artists, not so much. So have hmm. you f- faced or have they? There's quite a lot of male makeup. But artists. I mean, are they? No, I mean, I don't mean now. I mean, like, uh, uh, going. I don't know. It was like then. Yeah. Um, was I there think, as many there? Yeah. Or maybe I, we just weren't exposed to them as much as yeah, we are now. Yeah, they were behind the camera. Yeah. They're, and they probably. Okay didn't wear makeup themselves just yeah. because you might be a male makeup artist you might not be wearing makeup yourself yeah, of course your yeah. artistry is on your clients yeah sure um but then because i was wearing makeup and doing self tutorials yeah. and putting myself out there on camera that's when like people would be like oh wow like what's going on you know yeah so yeah i don't know but now there's there's loads of like male content creators who yeah. do beauty mm-hmm. and i'm seeing more and more of it and for some reason tiktok seems like a really like inclusive place for that i don't mm-hmm. know like yeah tiktok loves it tiktok yeah. loves people who are a bit different yeah and they kind of like excel in pushing that which mm-hmm. i don't know why that is but i think it's just about 
TikTok loves people just being their authentic self. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas Instagram's more like curated and aesthetic. Yeah. And I think it is, I think you're right. I think TikTok's a great place. And I think it's really helping with moving into this space of, we've talked about um, authenticity a lot, Mm. but I think it's, it's helping us as a nation, as a society to see the difference between reality and what is perfected and curated, right? Yeah. Do you, as a male role model in this space, do you, and I'm just asking this as an open question, do you feel a need to be out there and to, you know, for someone who might be you 10 years ago, who might not dare to leave the house with makeup, but they're putting it on in their bedroom and they don't dare. I've got a story, another story to tell you. Oh, I feel like this is like story time. Oh, Oh, I'm loving this. Usually I'm like quite shy about this. (laughs) Okay, look, we're on a roll. Um, So recently I was having breakfast at this cafe in Covent Garden and um, Winter, I don't know if you're listening to this, but I hope you are, Bill. this is for you. Um, Yeah, someone came up to me, this guy who just was like, hey, are you Danny DeFreitas? And I was like, hey. And he was like, I follow you. I'm from the US. I'm visiting London. And we just happened to be in the same cafe in Covent Garden on the same day at the same time. I don't, yeah. I, I, I'm like, what? Oh, I love this and I've never been there before. Yeah. It's not my regular. I was just like randomly there. Yeah. And we just didn't even book it. We just walked in. Yeah. And he was like, I've been following you for such a long time and you helped me come out. And... He was the sweetest soul. And in that moment, you realize that you help people change lives. Like it's so much more than just makeup and videos and stuff. Like having someone say that, that I empower them to like come out, it's just so powerful. And I I guess I didn't have many role models when I was young and growing up and coming out myself. So that to me means everything. That makes me happy like that gives me so much job satisfaction or like self-satisfaction that it keeps me like feeling passionate to keep doing what I'm doing yeah like above anything else that's just like that touches you you know yeah. and he was the sweetest soul and that just makes you feel like okay yeah you you without really I, I don't really think of myself like this I'm just like oh, I'm yeah. just doing my thing yeah. but like people sometimes do get inspired by you yeah. or do feel like they can open up or be themselves. And I, I always get my nails done. Like my nails is kind of like my thing. Mm-hmm. And it's only been a thing recently. And I've just been like, okay, I want to get my nails done. And every time I go to the nail salon, they're like, yeah, let's do long. Like, let's do this. And I'm like, no, no, I just want to keep it short. Like I want like a boy nail. Mm-hmm. I, want, I just want it to be like a boy's nail. I don't want to try and make it feminine. Um, but again, like do whatever you want to do, like whatever you want to do. And then since then, I've, I've, I've had so many people say, oh my God, I've been getting my nails because of you. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll, I'll meet people and they're like, yeah, I'm getting my nails done because you always get your nails done. And I love the way they're always really nice. They're really polished and you always have really f- like fun with them. Yeah. So they started getting their nails done. And there yeah. was even one time I was in Zara and this guy came up to me. He was like, I saw you on TikTok. I saw your nail video. I got the same design. I'm obsessed. Yeah. And I was like, this person's gone out and got the same nail design as me yeah. because of this nail video. Yeah. So like, it's just been so cool. Like when you see that, it's just like, oh wow. And I've been been able to like, you know, really have fun with the designs and work with different brands um, on like creating really fun stuff. So yeah. that's been a really fun like little moment because yeah. it's always usually like face and hair and me or like yeah, body yeah, sometimes yeah. a bit of lifestyle. But like the nails is like a new thing which I'm really having so much fun with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And if, and today we've got the smiley face one. Yeah, the smiley the face. <laughs> smiley face I love here them. Here you go, here you go. Um, but no, and thanks for sharing that because I think that's what it's all about. Like, mm. it's beauty and it's fun and it's great, but there's no greater feeling than, you know, the guy coming up to you in, yeah. in a cafe and, and saying, you've helped me massively. Yeah. Even if you're not even consciously, that's not your goal, you yeah. know? Have you ever... He touched me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, like, obviously, I touched him and empowered him to come out and stuff, but I don't think he even realizes, Winter, I hope you realize this, like, you touched me as well. And yeah. that is something that I will also treasure. And I love it when... Like any of my besties spot me and come up to me and we get photos and, you know, cause I'm quite confident as a person and I think I exude a lot of confidence and even online I do, yeah. but like inside I'm quite shy. Like I know it's hard to believe, but I am quite shy sometimes. And yeah. you know, I'm just like trying to do me and like just trying to, you know, like be confident as well. I've not always been confident. So yeah, I love it when I meet my audience or any followers or any besties and like, it's just a moment. I love it. Yeah. And just on confidence, I, for me, I think confidence comes from following a path that you're supposed to be on. I think when you're fighting constantly yeah. or you're listening to what society tells you to do, that's when you become, that's when you, you're at your lowest confidence. Yeah. Follow, take the risks, follow what you're meant to be doing and, and go for it, you know. Yeah. Which is hard. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is, but it's worth it. You know, you've shared your whole story today. It's a fear and doubt for do. manifest, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about Roxy Nafusi's book. <laughs> the fear and doubt has to go, right? Fear and doubt. Get rid of them limiting yeah. beliefs. Who? <laughs> uh, they need to do one. <laughs> I know, right? Should we talk about the documentary? Yeah. Oh, okay. my gosh. Okay, so, yeah. So, we've been filming this year. Um, we have a documentary out. It's on Channel 4. <laughs> Um, it's called 50 grand for second, uh, second hand for 50 grand. And it's all about luxury lifestyle. Um, I play a part in it. So it's not all about me, but it's about buying and selling luxury pieces and kind of on there. So super excited about this project and the fact that it's on channel four, I'm just like, Oh my God, mind blown. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really excited. And what I loved about this is it was all about me just being me. Yeah. So it wasn't, it's not like a reality TV thing. It was just like really fun and more of like a docu-series style. Mm -hmm. And the team are amazing. Um, it was just really fun. It was yeah. really fun. And I'd be, I'd, I'd love to do more stuff like that actually. Yeah. yeah. And again, another window into you being able to express yeah. your personality. Yeah. Let's talk about luxury. Are you, because you come across as quite glamorous. I We've spoken nice. a bit. I've got a bit of depth from you. I yeah. know a bit more about you. But you do come across as really glam, really looks like. Okay. I'm guessing from this conversation, it's not always been like that. That's no. been something that's just come with your growth. Yeah, that's been something that I've always been like passionate about. I feel like, yeah, I definitely don't come from a wealthy background mm -hmm. or like a wealthy household. Um, but... Yeah, like, I don't know, it's fun. I play around. I wear a lot of, like, high street mixed with designer pieces. So, like, you know, these are from ASOS. Mm -hmm. And I then, you know, I wear a lot of, like, Zara, ASOS, and then I'll mix it up with, like, different, like, luxury pieces. But I wear my designer pieces to death. Yeah, I yeah. just love wearing it, and I have fun with it. And I like mixing. It's also with skincare and makeup. I'll mix high street or drugstore with yeah. luxury. And I don't think there's any right or wrong. I think yeah. it depends on what your budget is, what you're looking for. 
Um, and I mean, as you said, you know, Inky yeah. and also other brands, like there's so many other brands out there which are really good, high quality active ingredients that are really affordable. Yeah. So there is something for everyone. Yeah. I can but thanks for the compliment, babe. <laughs> <Anytime>. <laughs> I'll take that. I like Lama. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, you know, and it's nice to feel good. Are you a perfectionist? I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's something that, yeah, I am definitely. <laughs> I have a very specific eye yeah. and I see everything. And that is part of my artistry. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes I, I need to let go a bit. And then that slightly de- like deconstructed video piece or makeup or whatever works really well and resonates mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. But I have to be in that element, you know. Yeah. But when I work with brands, yeah, I'm a perfectionist. I'm there to serve. I'm there to give that brand everything they want. I want them to be super happy. I want to be, like, good. I want to yeah. deliver. I've always wanted to deliver. Yeah. Even if I'm working with, like... You know, back in the day when I was working with celebrities, you have to deliver to a really high standard. So you yeah. have to have that attention for detail yeah. and that eye for detail. And that's something that I see as a strength, but also like, yeah, perfectionists. Yeah, but I need to like loosen it up. <laughs> I, I hear you. I think it's good. I do think it comes with part of, it comes hand in hand with working within the beauty industry. Yeah. I think I've worked in other industries and I think, the level of beauty and I'm presuming fashion as well Mm. is just you have to be good to be anywhere and that's in brand that's content creation that's product design development anything yeah because it is it's 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 for the people and the people want good shit yeah and also you run your own business right so like I have to make sure everything is super organized I have a team like I need to make sure as the face of my brand and, you know, as the brand owner, I have to produce the best I can do. Mm-hmm. And I want the best from my team and out of my team. And I want to give the best to everyone. I want it to always be amazing. So I do pride myself in trying to be as organized as possible so that everything's really like calm and there's not too much chaos because sometimes things are really chaotic in this mm-hmm. industry. It can be yeah. really like stressful yeah. sometimes. So if I'm more organized, then I feel a bit more calm. Yeah, I think because like my brain is quite busy that I need like everything around me to be like organized and to-do lists and like stuff like that so that I feel like more at peace because my brain's always going. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. Okay, so the final question, I'm, I'm, so, I'm genuinely so excited to ask you this. The final question I ask everyone on the show uh-huh. is what is your version of beauty? What is my version of beauty? Wow. I think that for many different people, it's going to be unique to them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, talking kind of what we what we've been talking about we need to beauty the best version of beauty it's not the beauty standards it's something so personal and unique to you Mm -hmm. um for me i love the fact that now more than ever before i have practiced and i'm still on a journey but i'm getting there with like self-love loving the skin that i'm in feeling confident to be on camera wearing like nothing but my skin or skincare on a hd or 4k camera and just being like this is who i am yeah and you know there's loads of videos out there where i just have like nothing on and i'm just like looking kind of crusty but that's just me that's just who that's who we all are um and i truly believe that every single person has beauty in them like Mm -hmm. that's 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 something i'm very different i know i'm like kind of weird in a way i'm like a little bit geeky or like kind of weird or quirky and 
Like I might not fit into a beauty standard and in today's world, that's okay. And I think that's what I want people to remember. I think beauty is in all of us and we need to find that in us. We need to embrace that and we need to like exert that and we need to just show that off. And I love it. I, I feel like I always, some sometimes like I rub shoulders with people who, I don't know, you can just sense that. You can just sense that in someone. And I love that and I feel like it's really powerful. Yeah. So beauty for me is like, it means so many things, but it's identifying the beauty in yourself, loving yourself and in everyone around you and just good vibes, yeah. high vibrations, period. <laughs> powerful, powerful words. That was lovely. So thank you. Thank Thanks you. so much for your time. No, thank you for having honest me. And open, I think it- Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank it's been you. a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. If you like this episode, hit subscribe and leave us a review. 